0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 492. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening once again. Great to have your company. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the Australian startup that allows EV drivers to charge their vehicles with renewable energy. Australian businesses have been warned about a probable Russian cyber attack, and coals have taken to the air with grocery deliveries by drone. In the tech guide reviews, we're going to run our eye over the Samsung Galaxy S22 Plus and S22 Ultra. We also road test the new Ecovacs DBot Neo robot vacuum and Gran Turismo 7 starts its engines on the PlayStation. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, electric vehicles are getting more popular in Australia. In fact, in 2021, there were 24,078 EVs sold in the country, and demand is set to increase by 200%. So that'll take that figure to uh, well, well over 40,000 vehicles in, in 2022. And that's thanks in part to state government incentive schemes, uh, the the More affordable pricing of EVs as well. We've seen, uh, last week we were talking about the BYD vehicle, MG have come in. To Both of those companies have EVs under $50,000, under $45,000 in some cases as well. So I think that is really creative, creating a a demand. I think customers are realising, drivers are realising that, you know what, the EVs are now within my reach. And I think one of the reasons people buy an EV, and and that's why obviously the industry is moving in this direction, is that they uh, have zero emissions. We're trying to decrease our carbon footprint. But what most people don't realise, or I'd say a lot of people would, uh, is that an EV needs to be charged. It requires power to recharge the battery, but the power to that that's required for that is generated by is from the electric or electricity grid which is often uh from carbon producing sources so in on one hand you you've got a zero emission vehicle trying to do the right thing but to obtain the power to charge it you're producing carbon through through uh if, if you're just plugging it in at home through the normal electricity grid that's what's going to create carbon emissions I myself have been a Tesla driver, an EV driver, for coming up to four years now, and the entire period that I've had my Tesla, I've also had solar panels and a storage battery. So I have not been using carbon-producing power to charge my car while I'm at home. So the, the stats show that most people, when they purchase an EV, Ninety-five percent of those of those drivers will charge their car in their own driveway. They'll have a means to to power it, and that will be at in their home. Now, not every person has solar panels or a battery to harvest the renewable energy required to to charge their vehicle. And as I said, most of the charging occurs overnight, and the power is coming from the grid, and that contributes to carbon emissions. But there's a new Australian startup that's going to change all that. This is a company called Ion Blue. Uh, they're and they're a startup that is produ- providing a service that will al- allow EV owners to charge their vehicles with renewable, carbon neutral energy. So what you do is you, you sign up to the service, They you tell them what sort of EV you're driving, they've got a massive database of every EV model, how much it, it requires to charge, what its cost is to run, uh, so the cost per kilometre, for example, of the, the power required, and they can then allow you, that you can then choose a subscription model that will uh, allow your car to be offset with renewable energy. So how it works, the company, when you sign up to the company, they will, uh, they will provide renewable energy certificates, RECs for short, and they're purchased as part of your subscription to offset the power your vehicle requires now the renewable energy certificates are sourced from the molong renewable energy generator which is in regional new south wales it's actually in central west new south wales it's northwest of orange so this is this massive solar farm that will provide that renewable energy and, and this is that that the renewable energy generator is also registered with the clean energy regulator now this solar farm in molong is produces enough energy to power about eight thousand five hundred average New South Wales homes, so it's producing a lot of power. RECs come in whole units, so there's a, a megawatt hour is equal to a thousand kilowatt hours of clean energy. So that's how it's provided. The Ion Blue plans start as little as five dollars a month or sixty dollars annually, all the way through to thirty five dollars a month or four hundred and twenty dollars annually. And what that does, that covers the varying needs of EV drivers and the type of vehicle they're driving and the number of EVs they're driving to. You might be a family with a couple of EVs in the driveway. And so what they do is they, based on your annual travel and where you live, they calculate the grid energy that you would normally consume each year in megawatt hours of electricity. uh, And then they then supply the accredited renewable energy sources to offset it. Uh, so that you are basically charging your vehicle with renewable energy and thereby c- c- closing the loop, if you like, on, on the whole renewable energy. So it's, it's one thing to have your electric car, but the power needed to to charge it could be producing carbon anyway. So something to think about. Uh, my, my recommendation, I've been saying this for a long time, I think if you plan to have an EV in the, now or in the near future, I think you should maybe consider maybe fitting out your home or you might be even building a new home to have solar panels because th- this is going to help you charge your car through the through the sun using your solar panels and services like ion blue w- while they're great if you can do all this yourself of course you're saving money you, you don't have to pay ion blue you can do it all yourself if you have those means like, as i said at the top not everyone has solar panels not everyone has a battery but i think if you're you, Sort of long term planning if you or your partner or your family is going to have an EV, then having solar panels might be a great investment to help offset. The, the power or the money required to charge it so if you are and the other the other upside is that if you have solar and a battery you're not you you're not producing carbon to power your vehicle so that's a another little of, bit of peace of mind for owners there as well I think it's something a lot of people don't they don't quite uh, realize is that yes it's great to drive an EV but you still need to produce electricity to charge it and that electricity could be uh, creating quite a bit of carbon as well so I think that you don't want to defeat the purpose. If your intentions are environmentally driven, then you don't want to defeat the purpose and be producing more carbon to, to drive an electric car. With Ion Blue, uh, you are able to subscribe to those services. So even if you don't have your own solar set up at home, you can know you could, that you, you can be assured that your vehicle will be powered with renewable energy. If you want to read more about Ion Blue and see how it all works, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, the Russia-Ukraine conflict is continuing. Uh, horrific scenes on, on the nightly news. And uh, we spoke last week about its effect it's having on the semiconductor industry. The whole category is uh, just taking another body blow because a lot of those, a lot of parts and, and the manufacturing process is, is, has a lot to do with Ukraine and Russia. But the latest the latest news to come out of there is actually from the Australian Cyber Security Centre Who has issued a warning to all Australian businesses to prepare for a probable targeted Russian cyber attack? Now, the ACSC has not said this may happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen, not a matter of if, but when. So, when the ACSC says things like that, I think they've got a bit of intel to know that. Russian cybercriminals are warming up and are going to be targeting Aussie businesses and organisations. Now, we already know Russian cybercriminals and hackers are already quite active, and what is spurring them for even further attacks is our support of the Ukraine. So they're they're seeing that uh, this is a form of retaliation for Australians backing Ukraine in this conflict. And because we are obviously separated with thousands of miles and kilometers of physical distance, one way that Russia can get back at Australia is with these ransomware and denial-of-service attacks, so cyber attacks. Now, the... Office of the Australian Information Commissioner says that 55% of the 256 data breaches that occurred between July and December last year were the were direct result of malicious or criminal attacks and 60% of those were identified as cyber attacks. So what the ACSC is doing is encouraging Aussie businesses to batten down the hatches, make sure their security is up to date, it's in place, and it's ready to resist any kind of potential attack. In fact, they outlined some interesting steps. There are cybersecurity expert, AJ Uni, he has uh, outlined four steps. Step one is having the ability to detect and respond to any security incident. So having those tools, you need like a cybersecurity consultant who can be keep their eye on your computers and networks 24-7, 365 days a year. Consider it the same as a physical back-to-base alarm for your premises. The same deal applies with the cybersecurity consultant who can, if they suspect any suspicious activity, launch an immediate response and, uh, and swing into action. Step number two, a really important one, is to communicate with your staff. If you have number of staff in your business or organisation, human error is the weakest link in any of those organisations. And all it takes is for someone to just er, er, to by mistake or accidentally click on a link uh, on an email and that could, could really result in a, a lot of trouble for your organisation. It is an easy way in for these cyber criminals. So make sure... Employees are educated about the likelihood of increased phishing attacks, misinformation campaigns, and attempts to compromise their systems through human error. So be, be sure that staff receive regular security training and have the, uh, that awareness programs exist for staff to consult as, as easily as they can. Step three is to reevaluate privileged access. There'd be a lot of people who would have access to your businesses or to your businesses systems, whether they're f- current employees, former employees. So be sure to do a bit of a, a rundown on who has those sorts of privileges and to offer stronger authentication and stronger identity and privilege access management to keep your business safe. Lastly, I think this is also an opportunity to do a bit of a stock take to what they say in the business increase your cyber security hygiene. So that means keeping your systems and networks up to date. So, making sure you have reputable antivirus and malware software, keep that software updated, have your latest patches in place for your devices. Make sure that your employees have really strong passwords with multi-factor authentication on their, all their devices and accounts. You've got to remember, a lot of people still working from home, so that's seen as a point of weakness as well. So be sure that those all those protocols are in place. So all that authentication, all those strong passwords, everything's encrypted. That is a, a way, the the a step to ensuring your organization's safety. Really important information there if you are running a business. And you know what? It doesn't really matter the size of your business. If you're a massive organisation with thousands of people, or a smaller smaller business with twenty people, the the threat level is the same because the ransomware attack could could they 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 don't discriminate. They could be coming from anywhere. So be sure that you follow those steps and uh, and avoid having to be caught in any of those situations. Make sure your security is high, and you will hopefully avoid any of these potential attacks. Want to find out a little bit more about that and see those steps on how to ensure your business stays safe? Check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, delivery by drone, I think, is the the latest trend. Uh, You can probably remember a few weeks ago, we talked about KFC offering drone delivery, and uh, that was for for people living in Logan in southeast Queensland. Well, Coles has now become the first major supermarket to offer this delivery, to have taken to the air and offered drone delivery for their popular grocery items. Now, if you happen to be living in Canberra, you can trial this new service. Now, what Coles has done, they've partnered with the on-demand drone delivery company, Wing. That's the same company who partnered with KFC. And this is, again, another proof of concept uh, with, uh, with Coles this time to allow Canberra customers to order their groceries via the Wing app and have them delivered via drone. So what Coles has done, they've selected more than 250 items that are available to order using the drone services. So you've got to remember, they can't be all big items. I understand the Wing drone can handle a payload of 1.5 kilos, So if you want to buy bread, produce, snacks, convenience meals, healthcare items, kitchen essentials, toilet paper, they're the sort of items that you can order. I don't think like ordering milk and heavy objects is going to be something they're going to offer. It's these light and easily transportable products that they are allowing for drone delivery. Now, the drones that Wing use, same drones that that are used for the KFC delivery as well, combination of fixed wing and rotors, so they can actually travel quite fast and quite far, but also have vertical takeoff and landing capabilities as well. You have to remember, if you are, say you've ordered your Coles groceries, you live in the outer suburbs of Canberra, the drone will not land on your property, it will arrive, it will hover Lower the package, release it, and then and then it'll it'll rise up to a, a higher altitude and then return back to base. Now the system works; it's all automated. So there is imagine like a ground control or air traffic control, and they're monitoring all the flight paths of all the drones as well. So it's 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 very well managed, uh, and to to ensure obviously safety and speed of delivery as well. So um, we're seeing more and more of these trials pop up. To really prove that concept that it is actually a viable thing that will will only increase, so I see this becoming more popular, not less popular, uh, in the weeks and years and months ahead. We're going to see a lot more companies offering drone delivery services in various parts of Australia, and they will obviously they will once once the system is perfected. We will see these often in more areas, in more densely populated areas as well. I think that's the real challenge where it's okay to deliver a KFC in the middle of nowhere, uh, but if you're in a busy urban area, that's the real test. How that's going to work, they're still working out of that out, but... It's good that they're getting some experience in these country areas, and in this case, Canberra with Coles, and and it's really impressive to see that these large companies are stepping forward to try these these delivery services. We've seen KFC, Coles, many others that are stepping into this world, this this new method of delivery that I think is going to get even more popular. I look forward to the time where I can hopefully get a drone delivery. Probably not, in my case, I live quite close to like within five kilometres of uh, Sydney Airport, So uh, maybe not to my place, but who knows how those rules and laws are going to change in the years to come. But uh, we'll stay tuned and if you want to find out more about the Coles deliveries, if you live in Canberra, we'd love to hear from you. If you've tried the service, we will write a story about it. If you, someone, can, who, someone who may be living in Logan who ordered some KFC or if you live in uh, Canberra and you've ordered your groceries through Coles, I'd love to hear from you to get like, a bit of a first person uh, view on how it all worked out. Would happily feature you on Tech Guide as well. In the meantime, if you want to find out more, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented Game Optimizer technology can help maximise gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. It's a big one. The review, the Samsung Galaxy S22 Plus and the S22 Ultra, they officially went on sale on March the 4th, which was last week. But I did write on Tech Guide that some customers got their phones early. We were alerted by one of our readers on Twitter to say they'd been contacted by Samsung. This person had, were one of the first people to pre-order. And the big thing with us was that, we were wondering why Samsung didn't decide to have the launch date on the 22nd of the second 22. Imagine that, the S22 launched on the 22nd of the second 22. Well, our reader said, this could be a reality because I've just been contacted by Samsung, the delivery is going to be early, and this guy received his Galaxy S22 on the 22nd of the second 22. But for everyone else, it went on sale March the 4th. So all those people who were in early with the pre-orders, they were fulfilled first. But for everyone else and those coming in late who didn't want to pre-order, it was, it was is now available, which is why I timed the review for that very day, March the 4th. And I've been using these phones for the past three weeks, nearly a month I've had these. since Since the launch, since the day of the launch, I've been using them as my daily drivers. I've used the S22 Plus, and the S22 Ultra, and I've got to say, these have set a new benchmark for phones. They're, they're just incredible, not only performance, design, camera, battery life, I think they've excelled themselves. The S22 Plus has a 6.6-inch display. The S22 Ultra, which is the one I use mostly, which has the S Pen, that has a 6.8-inch display. The S twenty two Ultra, slightly different design, has the rounded edges, flat rear panel, the lenses sort of poking out of the rear panel. The S twenty two Plus has a more flatter, uh, flatter design, flat screen, has a the triple camera system, a camera bump in the top left hand corner of the rear, the rear panel. So you, they are distinctly different in terms of design with the S22 Ultra basically assuming the the note design, the look and feel, as well as having an S Pen that fits inside the chassis as well. Uh, Screens are both super AMOLED displays, little hole punches for the front-facing cameras. But look and feel, again, really slick, great to hold in your hand. And uh, even though I noted in my review, the S22 Ultra, even though it's got a 6.8-inch display, it's still was manageable even to use in one with one hand that's what I was really surprised me about I think it was the because it's got the curved the curved edges on the the AMOLED screen it was sort of like an edge to edge display and I think it, it helped have a larger display within a smaller device so that that I think helped that accounted for the fact that it didn't feel like this massive brick that I was carrying around uh, and the S22 Ultra at 6.6 6. 6. 6 inches also quite quite a decent sized screen and my, my advice is, if you if the S Pen really doesn't interest you, if if that's not really essential, then I think the S twenty two plus, if you want a larger display, is fine. The S twenty two is of course exactly the same except for the size of the screen, same processors across the board. But uh, I think the S twenty two Ultra would attract that hot uh, that really high end user who wants the S Pen, wants the hundred times zoom on the camera, wants everything then the S22 Ultra is there and obviously costs more. The S22 Plus, though, is still quite a capable device. Very powerful, nice size screen, great camera, uh, and, and really does the trick. Now, in terms of performance, all the Galaxy S smartphones are powered by the four nanometer processor, first time a Galaxy S phone has that, and that power enables the device's AI and machine learning processing, and that comes into play in several different ways, which we'll talk about. Uh, the, the S devices, that one of the ways it does come into play is that it can now analyze, the device can analyze how and when you use your apps so it sees that, okay, first thing in the morning, you know, Steve likes to hammer Instagram email. So they're the apps that get the power. The others are sort of put on hold, put like, almost put to sleep. So what it does, as you use the phone more, it gets to know you and your habits and actually optimizes the performance, the battery, all of that, so that you can still have this premium experience Uh and, and as you use it more, it gets better. I'll describe more how the, how that was proven in my use and review of the device. The Galaxy S phones are running the Android 12 operating system, and that's running below Samsung's One UI. That's version 4.1. Um, my only downside of, uh, of this happens across a lot of Android devices, and in this one or two, unfortunately, the, the downside is the double ups. So you've got your Android set of apps, and then you've got your Samsung set of apps. So you've got the Chrome browser, for example, and you've got Samsung's browser. You've got Samsung's gallery, and you've got Google Photos. You even have your choice of messaging apps. So for text messages, you've got the native Android app or Samsung's messages apps and you got to choose which one to use by default so it's up to you how you want to do it I know that's freedom but it's it's like Noah's Ark there's two of everything and not, not for all over the thing but it is one thing one extra thing you have to worry about whereas on a say an iPhone you just get what you get and you don't have to choose between anything because that's the, the company that makes the hardware makes the software and it all runs together that's not to say that this didn't run perfectly. The performance on this was fantastic, but just those little things, those little quirks, are something that a user, maybe new to Android, Android, would would notice. Now, in terms of the camera, now let, let's let's be clear. This is the top-selling feature of these devices. It's not because they make good phone calls. It's because they take good photos. The S22 Ultra and the S22 Plus, uh, the main the, the, that's the main, the tent pole feature is the camera. The S22 Ultra has four lenses, 12-megapixel ultra-wide, 100-megapixel wide, 100 megapixel wide 10 megapixel telephoto and with that's got 3x optical and a second 10 megapixel telephoto. Now the S22 Plus has three cameras, 50 megapixel main camera, 10 megapixel telephoto and a 12 megapixel ultra wide lens. I've taken various photos of uh, – there's a shot taken from the the Coast Golf Course where I'm a member, sort of looking out over Little Bay. I've taken photos of my dogs and Ziggy and Logan. And uh, I, I also demonstrated the 100x zoom on the, on the S22 Ultra. So if you're looking at my story on Tech Guide, there's an image taken with the S22 Ultra at 100x zoom. Now, I told you I'm a member of the Coast Golf Club. If you go to the site and take a look at that, you'll see a photo of one of the green keepers on one of the big lawnmowers near the green of the seventh hole at the coast. So it's a par four, it's about a 500 yard hole, uh, but or, sorry about 460 yard hole and the photo that I took of the green keeper on the green was from the tee and you see how clear that photo is, it's remarkable. Now, the other, the other big feature with the S22 series is the night photography. And I've got to say, remarkable stuff. Now, the night photography is not sort of to go into a dark room and try to see how much color you can produce from a, from total darkness. The idea behind this is to match what your eye sees at nighttime. And, you know, you I'm sure you've seen a beautiful city skyline or sort of these city lights uh, uh, up in mountains and all these various things you've seen at night that you think, wow, that'll make a great photo. And when you take the photo with your phone, it looks rubbish. What Samsung's done with this night photography feature is replicate what your eye is seeing, drawing in this extra light to match more what your eye can see. So I decided to try to combine the two things, to test two things at once. I was going to test night photography and the 100x zoom and what better way of doing that than by shooting the moon there was a full moon a couple of weeks ago that i decided to capture with the s22 ultra and i've got to say for a phone, I'm, I'm an astrophotographer so i've got a big telescope and i take great photos of the moon with with telescopes that cost thousands of dollars but the fact that i can shoot with the night mode and 100x zoom on the s22 ultra is remarkable. Then the photo of the moon I've taken is there and it's it's clear enough to see even all the different areas, you know, the sea of tranquility, all the different areas of the moon. And that was taken freehand, no tripod, nothing. There is there is like a, a focus lock that allows you to zoom in and lock in on, a, on the subject and take a photo. That is a freehand photo, no tripods involved, freehand, 100x zoom taken at night. And if that doesn't demonstrate the power of these features, I don't know what will. Now, as I mentioned, the S22 Ultra really inherits most of the note functionality, including the S Pen. And on the on the S22 Ultra, the S Pen is better and more responsive than ever. It's incredible how responsive it is. It uses AI to predict the direction that you might be going with your writing. So if you're writing a letter or drawing or whatever you happen to be doing, it's kind of thinking as you're doing it. Think, okay, he's probably. Like, I know what he's drawing here. He's probably likely to go here. Then let's do this. And it's it's as responsive as writing on paper, really. And I know I've been using S pens for quite a lot, quite a while. And I've got to say, this is by far the best performance I've ever seen with the S pen. So responsive. It also has the handwriting uh, recognition and translation, which is not a new feature, but it happens really quickly and efficiently now. So that's a big tick as well. Now, let's talk about the battery. S22 Plus has a 4,500 milliamp hour battery. The S22 Ultra has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. And we used, each of these devices we used as our daily driver at one point. So everything we did from, from morning till night was on this phone. All our work, social media, everything we did, this was our phone. And we started out every morning at 100%. And what we found at first was, by the evening, so say the first couple of days of using each of those devices, by the evening, we f- I found that I had to recharge. I was about down to about 20%. I'm talking like eight o'clock at night, and I'd, I'd plug in and, and recharge. But get this, the battery performance actually improved and you remember earlier when I was talking about the AI machine learning, how it knows what apps you're doing, it knows how to power things down and up, so it knows the apps you frequently use and the times you use them. And what that does, it helps it manage the power more efficiently. And that's exactly what happened. Well, by the time I wrote the review, my S22 Ultra, at the end of the day, went from having 20% to twenty five to having 40 to 45% battery and more in the evening. And I was doing just as much work, just as much stuff on it each day, and the battery level actually improved. That's, I think, a remarkable thing of that machine learning that's on board thanks to powered by that four nanometer processor. Now it has fast charging as well. The S22 Ultra supports up to 45 watt wired charging, so really quick to get back to 100%. And uh, and you do, you do have to buy that charger separately. By the way, I, I was supplied that with my review unit. So the 45 watt charger could, if you were, say you were down to 25, 30%, you could get back to 100% in like less than an hour. It was incredible. But uh, yeah, you have to do. You have to buy that separately. So overall I reckon this is a huge home run for Samsung. These phones are flagship for a reason. They deserve to be flagship. Great performance, really stunning design, amazing camera system. So it puts a lot of power in your hands, a lot of creativity in your hands. So whether you're you're viewing content or producing content, streaming, working, playing anything you can do, these devices are top shelf. The Galaxy S22 Plus, S22 Ultra, full reviews on tech guide pricing actually starts at the same price as the s21 so the s22 starts at twelve hundred and forty nine s22 plus starts at fifteen forty nine s22 ultra from eighteen forty nine if you want to see those complete reviews and check out those photos too the photo from the seventh T and all the way to the green check that out and also check out my shot of the full moon you will not be disappointed. If you want to see that review and those photos check it out techguide.com.au Okay, time to talk robot vacuum cleaners, and in, in particular, the Ecovacs Robotics d Neo. This is a robot vacuum that is new this week. As we record, it goes on sale this week through Aldi. So Aldi launches Wednesday, March 9. I'm recording this on Monday, March 7. So in a couple of days' time, if you're listening to this early in the week, hopefully you are, Wednesday, March nine, you can get the D Bot Neo robot vacuum cleaner. It's also mops, vacuums, uh, can, can map your house with true true mapping technology for half price, three hundred and ninety nine bucks. So that's half the regular price of seven hundred and ninety nine bucks. So I think that is a particularly great offer if you're keen on maybe buying your very first robot vacuum, which I suspect this will be, for many customers, their very first venture into the robot vacuum space. Now, one thing about the the Ecovacs Robotics is that they've been in the business for a little while. They know their stuff. They have produced some stunning vacuums in the past that are more expensive than this. Obviously, granted, they are the ones that have all the premium features. But what I'm really, really happy about is the fact that a lot of those features are now making it into these more affordable devices, like the D-Bot Neo. Now, even at $799, that is a remarkable price for this unit. And if you can get it for $399 in Aldi, I don't think you, you couldn't get a better deal wearing a balaclava. That's, uh, that's how good the deal is, 399 very wallet-friendly price. And for your money, you're getting quite an efficient and quality unit. It can vacuum and it can mop. Has true mapping laser-based navigation technology. So first time out, it's going to map your home. So it's maiden voyage in your house is mapping. It's still vacuuming and mopping, by the way, but it's mapping. So it's seeing where it's going, using laser technology to map your ceiling, map your, map your walls, so it knows your house. And so every time it goes out to clean, it knows its way around, knows the most efficient cleaning path, and can do a great job, whether you're vacuuming or mopping. To get started, you can simply pair the Ecovacs Home app to the unit. There's a little QR code inside the lid. You open up the top lid, there's a QR code, scan it, and it'll identify the robot vacuum that you own. In this case, the Dbot Neo, and it will link it to your account. And from here, you're able to control the, the device. The unit can be scheduled to run at certain times. You could set also set the do not disturb time. So you don't want the unit to be running between 6 p.m. and 8 a.m. You don't want it running around, especially at night. It might be a time where there's a lot of people in the house, kids are running around. You can set those. You could schedule it to, say, for example, to when you're at work. You can schedule it for 10 o'clock in the morning when everyone's out of the house to be vacuum and mopping for you. So you don't have to lift a finger. It's doing all of that. Once it has established that map, then it does, it just gets better and better over time. And I've got to say the vacuum quality, uh, first thing I noticed when I use the Neo is that it was louder. And I'm thinking that's good. That's louder means more suction. So more power is what we're seeing. And, there, and D-Bot uh, Ecovac says twice as much suction on this unit as the previous. And great example at our place, we've, I've got two Dalmatians, Ziggy and Logan. And we have chocolate-coloured carpet. You can see the photos on my story. And you probably can see some little white hairs on the carpet as well. So it's quite obvious that the little dog hairs, this thing picked it up without a drama. In fact, the first room that it looked at, and you know the dogs sleep in this particular room sometimes, so they're in there a lot. The first time it went around this room, it picked up so much hair and dust that I had to empty the unit. That's how good it is. Had to empty the dustbin after just one room. So imagine if it's doing this every day, maintaining that level of clean every single day. So a lot of people think, well, is a robot vacuum better than a Dyson? Well, a Dyson's a powerful thing that you use every couple of days. The robot vacuum has enough power to maintain a clean. So if you have a really good first crack, have a good vacuum, then every day the robot vacuum goes out, it maintains that level of cleanliness. So it's not going to be horribly dirty every single day. If it's going out every single day, it maintains that level of cleanliness. Same thing for the mop. There's a little water reservoir that you fill up with water. It uses a electronically controlled pump to make sure that it just puts just the right amount of water on the floor. So it knows, it, it, it does a pretty good job in, in, in cleaning up the mop as well. So really efficient vacuuming mopping does a good does a really good job now on the mopping side i've got large tiles that are quite light so it's really easy to see the dirt on them and what this thing did it actually you could see little snail trail as it goes going by no but not too much water to leave puddles the little snail trail would quickly be dry within a couple of minutes so it's not like you're walking on a wet floor afterwards uh, i did find there were a couple little stubborn spots that i had to get on my hands and knees and, and scrub off with a with a with a cloth but generally again if it, it may Maintains that level of cleanliness. You're doing pretty well, and this is without you lifting a finger. This is you don't have to stack the chairs. You don't have to stack furniture. This goes under tables, under beds, around chairs. Uh, if there's an obstacle in the way, it'll recognise it and go around it. So that's how intelligent this unit is, and these are all un- uh, features that it's inherited from the more expensive Dbot units as well. So you're getting, at an entry-level price, some pretty flagship features there as well. And it also, for those new to the category, the unit does automatically go back to charge itself when it's running low on battery. So halfway through a clean, it might be running low, it goes back to the unit, charges itself, the charging unit and then comes out again it'll it'll remember where it left off and pick up exactly where it left off and continue the clean so i think this is a terrific first entry into the into the category for a customer uh, if you're lucky enough to get down to aldi 399 through through aldi on the march the 9th i think they're going to sell out pretty fast but even at 799 that's going to be the regular price once that special offer is finished even that is still a pretty good price the dbot neo from uh ecovacs well worth a look you can check out our complete review at techguide.com.au Now let's talk of gaming here and if you're a PlayStation fan and particularly a driving fan a car fan then this will be music to your ears this like the sound of an engine a car engine Gran Turismo 7 is available now on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. This is the Polyphony digital title. They've uh, been making Gran Turismo for years now, and it is the absolute benchmark for driving games, not only for the accuracy of gameplay and just the whole immersive experience, but just how realistic it looks. Honestly, take a look at some of the images. These are screenshots from the game. I would challenge anyone... If I just showed this to someone, they would assume that these images captured on a PlayStation 5 are real photographs. The cars, the tracks, everything looks so real, I, I reckon 9 out of 10 people would say, no, that's a photo. That's not a game. That's how real it is. And anyone familiar with the franchise will will know that that is absolutely true, just how realistic everything is. And the good thing about Gran Turismo 7, it whether you're a rev head or whether you just want to have a fun, some fun driving, no matter your level of, of interest and experience with driving and cars, there's something for everyone. So it gets to know you, asks how you like to drive, uh, whether you want to use a control pad, motion steering, or if you've the, got the proper steering set up it gives you all of those options. It also gives you the option, for example, of turning on the visual indicator. So it'll tell you when you need to brake at the right time because this is a pretty realistic driving simulator and you'll be surprised just how sensitive it might be. So, and each car has its own little intricacies and characteristics. And so you really, you'll know from the get-go just how accurate this driving experience is. One of the very first things you do though, there's a new feature called Music Rally. And basically what this does, instead of racing the clock, the aim is to listen to the music track while you're driving and pass through all the colored gates to pick up the beats as you go along. So the more beats you pass, the longer you can drive. So it's an interesting way to introduce yourself to the game. Uh, and it is, the fa- you know, the faster you go, the faster the beat is as well. A uh, really easy way to get accustomed to the controls. So uh, you you can really get the, get a handle on things. Now there are hundreds of cars to choose from plus thousands of parts as well. So a new a newbie to the game might think oh my god how much is this they might feel a little bit overwhelmed but it's okay because as I said doesn't matter if you uh, are not a rev head or know every the inside out of a car you can still have lots of fun. Now the first hours of play guide you through each area of the world map explains what you need to do where you need to go and But the the real appeal of the game, though, is just the absolute beauty of what you're seeing, these amazing, gorgeous casts, scenery that's just jaw-dropping, all of it that looks so real. As I said, you'll think you're watching a movie, not playing a game. That's how real this thing is. Now there are several things you can do here. I think drivers start off with they choose one of three compact cars, so you got to you know you got to crawl before you can run, Uh, and that way you can work your way into better sportier options. There's also different things. So if you want to mix it up a bit, you can go into the cafe, they call it, and there are different paths for you to follow, whether it's the world circuits, license tests, scapes, tuning shop, lots of options. But the bottom line is you're going to have a hell of a lot of fun driving a car that looks so realistic you think it's the real thing and scenery so realistic you'll think you're there. So just incredible. Gran Turismo 7 available now for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and please... Check out those photos I'm talking about. You will swear they're photographs not produced from a game. You want to read more, check it out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at Netgear. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin. Belkin, if you need cables, power banks, MagSafe products, earphones, you name it, headphones for kids. Belkin's got it. Belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, another question I get asked fairly often is about password managers. And you know what? There are so many passwords we need to remember. It is, I think it's humanly impossible to remember the the sheer amount of passwords that are required for every one of our online accounts. I think on average people have like 35 online accounts of some description. So imagine trying to remember long and and complicated passwords for every single one of those accounts. It's impossible. And that's why a lot of people decide to use the same password across a few and same password sometimes on all of them. And we're human. And problem with that though is that if one of your pass if one of your accounts is compromised, the cyber criminal is just going to try the same password on every other one of your accounts. And guess what? You're going to, they're going to be able to get in. Hence the reason for having new Complicated, different passwords for each account that you have. Now, as I said, it's it's humanly, it's virtually impossible for a human to do that. That's why password managers can really help. And we've seen some from from uh, LastPass, Dashlane. They're quite popular, and they're a lot of them are subscription based. If you go over a certain number of accounts, it could be like five bucks a month. But all you have to then remember is one password, the master password. And these, these applications will not only remember the passwords for each of your accounts, it'll assign a really lengthy password for each of your accounts, but also then change them every three months as the security experts recommend. So again, no human could do that or remember to do that. So that's why these password managers really help when they uh, when use the right way. Now, a lot of people don't realise there are password managers that you own that you might not realise. I know a lot of security software... Norton 360 included. Norton are the great sponsors of their Tech Guide podcast. They too have a password manager included with Norton 360, including there's a special offer if you get the game optimized. That includes the full, net, the full Norton security system for less than half price. That does include a password manager. So take a look. I think Trend Micro also has a similar thing. Take a look at your internet security software, and please tell me you've got internet security software. Don't say you haven't because you need it. So take a look at your internet security software or get internet security software and you'll find that you will have at your, at your disposal a password manager. And that is full-time for episode 492 of the Tech Guide podcast. And the NRL's back this week. How good is it? The footy's back. Uh, The 2022 season kicks off. Uh, That is our show for this week. If you want to find out more, do you want to see those photos from my reviews or check out the photos from Grand Turismo 7, go go and have a look at Tech Guide. Everything we've spoken about, you can find there, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, please email us at info at techguide.com.au or hit the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage, that will get an email to me. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.